Shalom and welcome to another in our series of podcasts from Temple Beth Am, a dynamic center for conservative Judaism in Los Angeles. This is a recording of a teaching with TBA rabbinic resident David Kaplinsky. So we are in the second iteration of next week's Midrash tonight, uh, looking forward um, into the Parsha for next week that uh, we, we already began today in the service. So now we can see a little bit of uh, some of the Midrashic takes, some of the uh, stories and interpretations and what the rabbis draw out of the text um, to teach us even more than uh, the simple shot, uh, uh, basic meaning. So uh, this week, uh, we're looking a little bit at the wrestling match between Jacob and uh, the man or angel, as he's interpreted to be. Um, and uh, uh, this, this moment in the fight um, where the dawn is breaking and um, kind of drawing some ideas out of what that represents um, and also how, wh- why would the angel say this? Why would the angel, um, you know, say, let me go because dawn is breaking? So actually, let's jump right in because it's important to get that context. Um, so the, the verse that we're working with is Brashit 3227, the first text. And it says, Vayomer shalecheni ki Allah shachar. Vayomer lo ashalechecha ki im berachtani. Right? So the, the man, un, unknown being that Jacob is wrestling with, says, let me go for dawn is breaking. But he answered, I will not let you go unless you bless me. And right, this is the moment, um, this, this wrestling match that happens throughout the night. Is it real? Is it a dream? Is the person... Asav is the person, an angel. This is the night before um, Jacob is supposed to reunite with his brother, which he thinks possibly is going to be a uh, warlike encounter based on what he did to his brother, taking away the blessing and the birthright. And so, you know, what this moment really is, is, uh, is a question. Um, so there's a lot to, to drosh on, to dig into, to see what's what what to ask what's really going on and to give some interpretations. Okay, so the question that this mid the midrash is going to take up is why why does this person say, let me go because the dawn is breaking? What what is the connection between the dawn breaking and telling uh, Jacob to let let him go? He could have said it uh, at some other point. You have some ideas already? Yes. Right. Okay. So don't don't give too much away. <laughs> don't give too much away. So there's some we're we're gonna get into some idea. What is the function of the angels? When do they function? And how? Uh, this is a little bit what the midrash is gonna dig in. So you're you're right on. You're right on the money. Right. Okay. So possible nocturnal angels. So let's let's look into what uh, the midrash says about it. Okay. So we're looking at the verse. Let me go, for the dawn has risen, and again. The Midrash is often going to take another verse from a different part of the Tanakh to to compare, to play off, right? Because when you have two verses, you can kind of pit them against each other, see the comparisons, and maybe learn something new. It's a bit like math, uh, literary math. Okay, so the verse that they're bringing is, Ketiv chodashim labkarim rabah emunatecha, right? They are renewed every morning. Ample is your faithfulness from Eicha, chapter 3. So if you look below this big chunk of text, Breshit Rabbah, we can look a little bit at this verse to understand what this verse is. You might recognize some words there, Rabbah and Munatecha. 
the end of our Modani actually comes from is a is a poetic play on Eicha. Go figure. Our first thank you blessing is from Lamentations. Um, it's an, always an interesting thing to remember. So this Lamentation sex is is really uh, this is this is the shift in Eicha going from complete despair to possible hope. So he has broken my teeth on gravel, has ground me into the dust. My life was bereft of peace. I forgot what happiness was. I thought my strength and hope had perished before the Lord. To recall my distress and my misery was wormwood and poison. Whenever I thought of them, I was bowed low. And when we turn the page, it's going to become positive. But this do I call to mind. Therefore, I have hope. Chasdei Adonai ki lo tamnu ki lo kalu rachamav. The kindness of Adonai has not ended. His mercies are not spent. They are renewed every morning. Ample is your grace. So, or your faithfulness. So the thing that is renewed every morning in this verse is God's mercies, right? Um, and, and, and the love of God, right? Those are the things that are not spent. They're renewed every morning. Okay, so back to Rashi Rabbah on the first page. Amar Rabbi Shimon Bar Abba. So the question is, okay, what is, what is this verse talking about? Is, is sort of what they're intuitively responding to, even though it does, there's no question. Um, the, the reason is, since you restore us each and every morning, we know that your faithfulness is great to bring life to the dead for us. Right? So that's one interpretation of what this, they are renewed every morning, ample is your faithfulness. So it's just about the thing that we sing about in Modani, this daily restoration of life. And in a sense, you know, the, the, um, one of the first blessings of the day, Elohai Nishama, ends with, who returns your, the souls to those who are, who are to dead corpses. <laughs> it's a little bit redundant. Uh, corpses are dead, dead are corpses. Anyway. Uh, so, so, so this is this kind of, the Mechayeh Ametin that we talk about in lots of our blessings is also this daily occurrence of res, uh, restoring life in the morning. So that's one interpretation. Rabbi Alexandri said, from the fact that you restore us, in the arising of kingdoms, we know that your faithfulness is great to redeem us. Okay, so Rabbi Alexandri takes, takes this verse and goes even bigger with it. He's looking at geopolitical changes, right? The rising of new kingdoms, uh, and, you know, implied is the fall of other ones. So I, I, this, this verse, I was talking with some people about it because it's kind of an interesting thing. Um, what it actually means, right? He renews us in the, the mornings or the breakings, the breaking forths of kingdoms, right? For, to redeem us. So maybe it's that, you know, we believe that God is going to bring the right powers to the fore to redeem us rather than oppressive powers, which we're so used to. So it's sort of maybe messianic as well as just a hope for geopolitical stability and, you know, a regime that, that is nice to us. Um, right, this next interpretation, Rabbi Chelbo said the name of Rabbi Yishmael Bar Nachman. There is never a heavenly band that repeats its praise. Rather, every day the Holy Blessed One creates a new group of angels and they chant a new song before him and then go off. Okay, so this is what we were starting to hint to at the beginning. Um, Rabbi Chelbo cites this idea uh, that angels don't repeat their jobs they they have one day full of praise right full of a single type of praise or song and then they're replaced 
with another group who sing a new song so that God's entertainment is always fresh, you know, never the same act, always something new, uh, which I think is a really cool thing. What'd you say? That's a great question. How do we know that? I, that That's a little unclear, right? I think there's, I think he's drawing on, you know, a tradition, like an oral tradition that is just this idea. And maybe they actually derive it from situations in the Torah when we encounter unnamed people who we assume to be angels. Um, so, so I think the, the, the text that we're dealing with in this wrestling match is one proof text for this whole thing. So really, this is a thesis. He might, he's going to give us some proofs, I think. Uh, but it's a really good question. So, uh, Rabbi Berechia said, I countered Rabbi Chalbo saying, but behold, it is written, and he said, let me go for the dawn has risen, meaning, and my time has arrived to chant a song. Okay, so what's the, what's the, um, what's the conflict here? Or what's the, the problem with that, that he's raising? Okay, so we said everyday angels are changed out, like, you know, the new team's in and the old team's out. So if this angel is saying, let me go, and what it means is I got to go sing my song, I'm supposed to be replaced, right? <laughs> I don't have to sing a song. The dawn's breaking. I should be done with my job. Um, okay. So this is some of my favorite parts. Uh, he, Rabbi Chelbo, said to me, and I'm going to read it in, in Aramaic because it's great. Chanoka, savarta lemech nekeni. So he says, strangler, do you mean to strangle me? Meaning, what, you think you're going to get me on that, on that little uh, challenge? Come on, I got an answer for you. Who do you think I am? This isn't the, uh, this isn't kindergarten. Um, so, so this is just like a great way that the rabbis have these arguments, you know, and, and, and talk like real people, you know, we're having uh, little fights. So um, he says, I, I said back, what then does this mean when it is written? And he said, let me go for the dawn has risen, right? Isn't this angel supposed to be replaced? He said to me, this is Michael and Gabriel, who are the heavenly captains, that all the other angels change daily, but they do not change. Okay, so the, the resolution of the conflict is, yes, all the chained angels change except for the ones at the top of the angelic uh, uh, ladder, as it were, since we had ladder. Okay, so that's the first thing. So we're, so we're getting in a little bit into, you know, how does this verse work? What does it mean to say, let me go because the dawn is breaking? Um, and then the question of, okay, well, maybe some angels actually do have a more consistent role in doubt. Any, any thoughts so far or anything that's coming to mind that you want to discuss? Or is this all trippy and, <laughs> and just a fun journey? That's also okay. All right. Well, so we'll, we'll move forward. Okay, so that's the first part of this um, midrash, okay? And then we get a really interesting conversation between um, Rabbi Yeshua ben Hanania and Adrianus, Adrianus, who is uh, one of the governors of Rome. And what is Adrian, right? Andrea, yeah, Hadrian, right? But sometimes he's Adrianus, Hadrianus, the Aleph and the Hay switch. Um, so there's a number of different dialogues in the Midrash and in the Talmud where Hadrian or Adrianus is, is trying to challenge the rabbis 
and uh, and kind of poke holes in their entire theology and belief system and halachic system. Um, and often he's portrayed as really quite uh, sharp <laughs> with really good challenges, um, but the challenges are always to the purpose of trying to knock down Judaism almost, you know, altogether. Um, so it's this is the first line. Uh, and Adrianus, whose bones be ground to dust, right? That's like Yamach uh, Shemam, um, exactly. That's like, you know, may his name be destroyed, whose bones be ground to dust. Um, asked Rabbi Yeshua ben Hanania, saying to him, you all say that there is no heavenly band that repeats its praise. Rather, every day the Holy Blessed One creates a new group of angels and they chant a song before him and then go off. Okay, so he's also challenging what we were talking about. How do you know this? You say this over and over again. Where do you get this from? Uh, and he, of course, says, correct, Hen. Uh, he said to him back, and where do they go off to? Ah, good question. So the question is not where you get it, but all right. Where do the angels go off? You know, nothing is created or destroyed. Um, he said, back from where they were created. Oh, great answer. <laughs> he said back to him, and where were they created? Where's this spot that they were created? He said to him, from the river Dinur, which is the river of fire. Kind of a mystical idea here. He said to him, and what is the nature of the river Dinur? He said back to him, like this, the Jordan that does not stop, neither by day or by night. He said to him, where does it come from? He said to him, from the sweat of the divine creatures, chayot, that they sweat from lifting the throne of the Holy Blessed One. Okay, so this is, we're getting a little bit deep into, you know, on Shabbat we, we, um, we sing the, the, you know, the, the poem El Adon, right? Which is really this mystical vision of uh, the angels and these angelic creatures and animals kind of like singing God's praises every day. Um, and uh, we're getting into this kind of mystical uh, part of the rabbinic tradition, of the early rabbinic tradition, um, of angelology and angelology and, 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 you know, what is the nature of these beings that are, that are developed in our tradition. So, uh, okay, so he says from the sweat of divine creatures that they sweat from lifting the throne of the Holy Blessed One. I just love that too, that the river is formed from their sweat, just carrying God on their shoulders, um, you know. A little apicorsum maybe for us, but uh, fun for them, I think. Um, <laughs> he said to him, his associates. This is great because this is Adrianus recognizing uh, in, in this idea of these creatures that are holding up God's throne as like, hey, that's like my retinue. <laughs> that's like my advisors. Ah, he has, he has advisors too. They're just these uh, chayotes. They're not uh, flesh and blood people. But behold, and here's his next challenge, this Jordan flows by day and does not flow by night. Okay, that's, I guess, something about the, the nature of the Jordan at that time, only flowed by day and not by night. He said, we had a guard in Beit Peor like that which flowed by day and by night. Okay, so this is where it gets kind of weird. Um, uh, so I, I think it's like a little unclear whether he's actually like, referring to a river as a guard or that there was a guard who saw this river that flowed by day and by night and he says no it's i'm not talking about that river uh i'm not talking i shouldn't have said the jordan i should have said this other river in Beit peor that flowed by day and by, by night 
So I think what's the what's the symbolism of uh, this river flowing by by day and not by night? I think it's a little bit of just like this challenge of um, whether or not this source of angelic being of divine being is a constantly flowing thing or if it's if it's not it's a little bit of uh it's a little pe- you know it could be seen as a little petty argument but it might be actually something underneath it that's really talking about whether your ideas continue to flow and actually um have a a basis you know drawn this a- angel story okay so then we get into so whatever this transition is in this argument, this this mentioning of a guard brings us into an into a new uh, rabbinic question. Okay, Rabbi Meir says, "Who is greater, the guard or the guarded?" Okay, the Hashomero Anishmar min madichtiv ki malachav yitzavelach lishmorcha. So Rabbi Meir says, "Who is greater, the guard or the guarded?" From that which is written, for his angels he commands to guard you. Thus. The guarded is greater than the guard. Okay, so who can, who can maybe explain how that midrash is working? How does he conclude that the guarded are greater than the guard based on this um, this verse from Psalms? For his angels, he commands to guard you. Great, right? You don't guard something unless it's it's precious. And that and that the verse is saying he commands his angels to guard you. That's the whole purpose. The purpose is not that they, you know, have some status as guards. It's that you are taken care of. Okay. And you can see the the verse from Psalms below, for he will order his angels to guard you wherever you go. And this is part of the um, the psalm that we're going to say at the end of the sh- end of Shabbat coming up, the psalm that we also say uh, traditionally in the uh, Kriyat Shema Lamita, on the, the, mid- the nighttime Shema um, on your bed. Uh, this, this whole verse, which is all about God's protection, and uh, making sure you're taken care of through the night, and um, and also these this angelic protection as well as God's. Mind. So uh, He orders angels to guard you wherever you go. They will carry you in their hands, lest you hurt, lest you hurt your foot on a stone. Right. So they're kind of like again this other lifting metaphor. You're being taken care of. Um, okay. Rabbi Yehuda says, "Who is greater, the carrier or the carried? Okay, the one the the one who carries or the one who is carried." From that which is written, they will carry you in their hands. That's the next verse in the psalm we just read. Um, thus, the carried is greater than the carrier. Rabbi Shimon said, from that which is written, and he said, let me go, you know, literally send me. Thus, the sender is greater than the sent. Okay, so we kind of have a number of different things that we finally get back to our verse, which is, that ultimately because the the angel says send me right the the like let me go the one who's letting him go is the important person in this argument it's not about the who is let go so actually what i see in these verses no matter kind of even though it's kind of an awkward transition i think from this interesting back and forth with adrianus is kind of a rabbinic um um there, a rabbinic confirmation that humanity actually is the purpose of existence and creation and God's creation, and that the angels are messengers for us, right? Both of these verses from Tehillim talk about angels carrying us, right? And angels to guard us. 
And they're saying, what's more important, the angels or the people, right? And it kind of goes back to this wrestling match at the beginning that we have, you know, uh, Jacob, uh, the angel says, you've wrestled with God and man or with divine creatures and man, and you have prevailed. That's how he gets the name Yisrael, right? Struggles with God or struggles with divine creatures, right? Um, so the rabbis are, are kind of coming out of this discussion and saying, okay, who, who's really important? And every time, each and every rabbi are taking the question slightly differently, but they're confirming that the people are the people, who, the people are the ones who matter, not the angels, right? This is kind of goes back to many uh, discussions in the Talmud about who, um, you know, who the Torah was made for, for people or for angels. And they're saying, no, we're the ones who let the angel go, right? We're the ones that the verse says, the angels will carry us. Um, we're the ones who who God commands angels to guard us, right? It's really for us. So it's sort of an affirmation of uh, of of our role in this uh, divine wrestling match that we have in this scene, and that you know that we have in our tradition. Um, whether whether you know the Torah is made for us or made for heaven, and so we'll leave it there for now. That one was a little uh, trippy. Thanks for hanging in with me. Um, we'll maybe bring it back down to earth next time. You have been listening to another in our series of podcasts from Temple Beth Am, a dynamic center for conservative Judaism in Los Angeles. If you enjoy these podcasts, we invite you to write a review on the Apple Podcast site or wherever you get your podcasts. For more information about Temple Beth Am Los Angeles, go to tbala.org. 